0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to talk about video games. Tonight's subject will be the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Series. Really, quite frankly, just another video game series that has a huge impact on my childhood. But you know what? Since just a few months ago when the remastered version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 came out, I can honestly say that not only did the video game series impact my childhood, but it's impacting me as an adult. It's probably going to impact me the, the rest of my entire life. I can't tell y'all how special this series of video games was to me. Quite frankly, as a child, when I was about 10, 11 years old, I had a brief career as a skateboarder. Okay, maybe not a career. It was one of my favorite hobbies. I actually had a skateboard, and I wanted to learn how to skate, and I enjoyed it, and it and it was influenced on me because of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was terrible at doing any of the tricks. I was honestly too scared to try any of them. But I am proud to say that after many, many tries, and this was the only trick I was able to actually get right, ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, I actually landed a 900. (laughs) I can't tell you how many tries it took, but just like Tony Hawk, I did not give up. I just kept doing it and kept doing it. Obviously, I was not under as much pressure as the man, but I got it done. And if you were to ask me today, can I do it today? The answer would be absolutely not, and I do not even want to try it. I did not get into the Tony Hawk games until probably 2002. Okay. It had to be 2002 because it was around that time when I was, you know, almost 10 years old. I turned 10 in 2003. It was the summer of 2002 that really got me into the games now at first i was not too deeply into it but once i completed you know i beat the the first one 20 ox pro skater and then i beat the second that's when i knew i wanted a skateboard and i was really gonna go out there and try i did envision myself doing things like the ghetto bird method japan air the heel flips the kick flips the grinding the hand plants you know everything the tricks go on and on okay And truth be told, I knew that it wasn't a joke, okay? I knew, obviously, I'm not Tony Hawk. I will never be Tony Hawk. I could never do these uh, skateboarding tricks, but you know what? At least I'm having fun skating. Well, really, honestly, what I loved so much about the games, you know, aside from the two-player, okay, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I played two-player, I never liked the free skate method, okay? Why? Because honestly, I just didn't think it was fun. I mean, it's, some people say, you know, it's a free mode. You can practice and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, but the truth is the fact that in Free Skate, that every time you nail a different trick, your points restart. I didn't like that for some reason. I, I really don't know why. I thought that maybe because if I'm building points, even though I'm practicing, it's it's building up some pride, and I'm just having fun, and I think it's more fun that you're building up all these points so you, you can, you know, Brag to your friends and say I got 10 million points at one time, even though it'd be impossible to do it in two minutes. Because I remember when, when you would do trick attack with your friend on multiplayer, you had like, okay, one of them was two minutes. I think there was several options you could do it for two minutes, five minutes, and then 10 minutes. But my friend and friend and uh, my friends and I, whenever we played the game, we always went for, we always went for a 10 minute trick attack. It was just so fun. We wanted to make it so competitive. And I remember one time when I was 11 years old that we actually had a tournament. And I actually did pretty start off pretty well. I was definitely an underdog, went on to be a dark horse, and I actually finished third. Lost in the semifinals, but you know what? It was fun. At the end of the day, we all had fun, and that, that's really what mattered. You know, when I replayed the remastered version, I thought that things would actually be different. I mean, it's different gaming now. But I knew that it would be much more difficult to actually do the tricks, you know, from the controls on the video game. Because keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I never had the PlayStation 1. It was on the the time when I was playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the first time, and when I was playing it as a kid, it was on the N64. So the controls were quite different. Although I did play it on the PS1 at a a friend's house a couple of times, but overall, it was always on the Nintendo 64. And And the controls, while not much different were certainly are, they actually kind of were. I mean, not much, but still, they were different. I mean, because the controller on the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation, really quite a difference. Wouldn't you agree? The truth is also, you know, I always found the soundtrack so interesting, and believe it or not, it was the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game that actually introduced me to punk rock. I remember Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, obviously the the song we all remember the most is Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine, and there was another song I, I don't know it from the top of my head, but but if I listen to it on the radio, I will certainly recognize it. I think it's called Cyclone, but I I forgot who the name of the artist is. I'm gonna think about that for a minute while well, you know, like that. But um, yeah, Rage Against the Machine and Cyclone was were certainly the two songs from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two that I remember. Okay, oh that's right, it was Dub Pistols. Yeah, so the first song I remember well is is a uh, Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine. And then there was uh, Cyclone by the Dub Pistols. The soundtrack overall I enjoyed, but these two songs in particular, I remember them off the top of my head. Unfortunately, in ga- in uh, Tony Hawk's Post-Skater 1, 2, 3, and 4, I don't remember any of the songs off the top of my head. Just those two in particular. But what I can tell you is, I thoroughly really enjoyed listening to the soundtrack. I mean, you know what, I take that back. In Tony Hawk's Pro skater 4, I believe uh, Express Yourself by the... Old, uh, you know, West Coast uh, the group, a rap group, the N.W.A. I believe their song, I believe that song, "Express Yourself," was in the fourth. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. But anyway, aside from the you know the soundtrack, the ability to you know, to be to take control of a skateboarder, you know, I always enjoy playing as Tony Hawk. But also, what's really important in this game is it, it, it taught me a lot about these other skaters. You know, I learned things about. You know, Kareem Campbell, who I believe in, is known for inventing a trick called the Ghetto Bird, which I believe I believe it's a, it's like a heel flip or a kick flip. And also there was, um, Rune Glyfberg, Bucky Lazic, Chad Muska, Bob Burnquist, Alyssa Steamer, Jamie Thomas, Jeff Rowley, you know, the list goes on, but, but honestly, if I want to be perfectly honest with you folks, I... Most 99% of the time, I always played as Tony Hawk. I mean, I remember like when I had the tournament with my friends, I made it very clear, I'm going to play as Tony Hawk. And they would always say, that's fine, because they actually believed that Tony Hawk was not that good. And I said, how dare you? How dare you insult the most influential skater in the history of skateboarding, okay? If it wasn't for him, this video game wouldn't even exist. So you guys give Tony Hawk some respect. And then they, they just simply said, all right, Alex, just calm down, all right? But uh, yeah, that's just how important Tony Hawk was for me. So, I mean, I never would have figured, you know, I would actually be obsessed and have a passion for skateboarding. And I had it for a, li- and I had it for a while. But um, for those of you wondering, what ended up happening is no, I, I never, I never got hurt. I mean, I did fall, had a fair, had a decent fair share of, you know, cuts and bruises and whatnot. But nothing over serious because I was wearing the knee pads and the elbow pads and the helmet. I actually remember telling my parents how important it was to actually wear the helmet because at first. They actually didn't believe that it was necessary. I said, and I told my dad, "No, no, 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 no. The helmet is very important. It was actually, it's actually, you know, it's so weird, isn't it? Because growing up on a bike, my dad would always have to tell me where the helmet. And then you know, all of a sudden, my dad tells me that that he believes that the helmet on the skateboard skateboard is not necessary. But I'm glad I set that straight. I told my dad, no, it's important. But anyway, as I'm dissecting deeper. The levels on the games were so much fun. Really they were. Okay. The as far as in the, in the first one, we all remember the warehouse. And what's interesting about these Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, the first level is always the easiest and then of course it gets harder and harder and harder because, you know, in career mode there was like, you know, get a certain amount of points, collect skate, find the hidden tape and then, then a bunch of other ran- random stuff, you know. Like, uh, basically, they considered Easter eggs. Like, based on the city or the environment of the level, there was actually, there was always an Easter egg. Like, I remember in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, one of the objectives was to uh, wall ride and destroy those bells. Because you're in that school and you destroy those bells. Uh, that was one of them. I mean, I, I really don't remember all those objectives off the top of my head. I really should do actually a better job of it, but... But in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I remember the warehouse, the school in the second level, the abandoned mall, and then there was downtown Minneapolis, the streets of San Francisco, and actually the final level in Roswell, New Mexico. That one I found so interesting. I just remember, do this thing, you open the door, you find an alien on the table. I, I thought that was always so mysterious. But now I'm actually going to go in and do a little bit of research on, on these goals. Okay. And I'm looking at the goals on the second level of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. Okay, so the high score of 7,500 points, grind five tables, get skate, the hidden tape, and then the pro score of 25,000 points. Okay. Obviously, you know, not too difficult. You know, that's only the second level. But, you know, I always thought that finding the hidden tape was always the most challenging. You know, especially, you know, when, when the levels, you know, really get more and more difficult. But going back to the warehouse, as I mentioned, that was the easiest level. You know, as I'm looking at, okay, high score 5,000, smash the boxes, get skate, find hidden tape, and the pro score 15,000 points. Okay. And, you know, I was like, okay, this is easy peasy lemon squeezy. Of course, as a kid, I I never would have figured, although I should have, that it's only going to get, it may be easy now. But believe me, it's going to get more and more difficult. Although, finding the hidden tape on this one, like, I knew where it was. The difficult part was just to have the speed and the stamina to actually get up there. It took many, many tries, but I had finally gotten it done. <laughs> interesting. So, that you know, that, that's pretty much it on uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but, you know, what I also found interesting is the San Francisco level was just, you know... You know, at that time as a kid, I had, I had not been to San Francisco until two thousand four, and that's you know that was kind of like way past the game. But I remember the goals, you know, and and I remember this specifically from the you know from playing the remastered version. Of Rec five uh, police cars get skate, which was pretty difficult. The hidden tape, and then you know all the bo- all all the points, you know the pro score, the high score. I was like, you know, as an adult, I knew it wouldn't be easy, and I'm gonna admit. On many of those goals, after trying and trying and trying and trying, I succumbed to the pressure. I couldn't take it anymore. I would actually go on YouTube to find out how things were done. Okay? Obviously, it helped a little bit, but really, at the end of the day, I had to do the rest of the controls and everything physically. I had to do it all by myself. I understand that it was obviously an easy way out, but you know what? It was no easy way out. I mean, this this was just an assist at the end of the day. Simply an assist. And you know that abandoned mall in New York City. I mean, that one was actually pretty cool too. As I'm, you know, finishing, uh, you know, the talk on uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One. You know, which really introduced me, you know, to the world of skating. But wow, I mean, you know, the other level. You know, in in Minneapolis. You know, after playing the the game. You know, uh, recently the remastered game. You know, I thought that based on the goals and the trivia of that game, I would actually ask my friend uh, and mentor Steve Adams, who's from Minneapolis, like, I would actually show him the pictures, like, does Minneapolis actually look like that because I've actually never been there. And what's so funny is, well, you know, I would, I would be determined to ask him because one of the goals in that level is to break five no skating signs. So I would ask him in that part of the town, is there, are there really signs that say no skating? Although I'm pretty sure there are, but it was actually pretty fun. I remember, I remember the, you know, I remember, what I remember the most, ladies and gentlemen, about the level in in Minneapolis, is the taxi driver quotes. Get out of the street. Move, idiot. And then if he hit you, he would, you would hear him laugh. I always found that to be so funny. And speaking of quotes, you know, now I'm going to get to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, which was really even better than the first one, although I still love the first one. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 really made me a huge, huge fan of the series. Okay, now before I get too deep, I'm, I'm gonna confess something. I only played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, 2, 3, and 4. I I never played Tony Hawk's American Wasteland or the Project 8. I did play a little bit of Tony Hawk's Underground 1 and 2. Never went deep it. I only I never went deep into it. Excuse me. I did play the game at the friend's house a couple of times, but I never went deep into it. You know, speaking of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, now the first level, I swear, you know, I'm not exaggerating. The first level is the easiest. I mean, the hangar was pretty easy. And ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, the first thing I did playing that level of the hangar at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, which is in a fictional city in Mullet Falls, Montana, the first thing I did was the same thing I always did as a kid when I was playing it. I grinded the blade of the helicopter, and I caused the helicopter to turn on, fly away out of control, and just crash. Because I knew that there was no way they would bring back that feature. Although in this particular case, I think it's different. Because I think in the first one, you turn the helicopter goes on, it starts flying out of control, and then it breaks through the ceiling and then it's gone. In the in the remastered version, you can actually see it flying around out of control. Like once you break it. You know, there's that opening that you can go outside. That's where you find the hidden tape. Although I'm pretty sure maybe in the first one you can actually see it flying around, but I never paid attention. But that's one of the things that actually caught me off guard is that you can actually still see the helicopter spiraling out of control. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then there's that hidden room when you, when you collect, you know, those pilot wings and you collect skate, knock the barrels down, and then, you know, those gap times. I mean, that's the level I remember, like, basically everything off the top of my head. And it was it was pretty cool but also you know me being uh, from born in France you know having you know loving France so much you know being so proud of my French heritage i was so happy that they actually made a level in France now it's not like the other levels where there's all the goals this is basically a contest okay in marseille and and here's what i noticed okay there's a difference between the old version on the N64 and the other ones and the the remastered on the N64 and i'm pretty sure this was on the PlayStation as well and I'm not saying, like, every now and then you hear the, the siren of a, of a police car. That was on the N64 version. I kid you not, in the remastered version on the PlayStation 4 from which I played, the sirens were never there. Like, you don't even see a police car driving by. Like, you could actually see the police car driving by as well. That, unfortunately, was not there. I mean, I don't, I don't know why they didn't put it in there, really. But, I was like, you know, what it, it is what it is. Okay. Now... Go like the now. Like moving on to the, the the school two level was pretty cool. I don't remember off the top of my head all the goals. I know there was the uh, wall ride, all the uh, all the bells, basically. But there was also okay, yeah. Another okay, there was the hall passes. See, see now, ladies, see that's what's so special. You know, I'm talking about these games. It, it all comes back to me, okay. And it's the truth is, it's not long ago when I actually played the remastered versions, and I can't believe that I I immediately forgot everything. But, you know, there's the high score, the pro score, the six score, you know, collect skate, the five hall passes, oh, God, grinding the three roll cow cal- rails, the finding the secret tape. Ugh, oh, that really presented a challenge. I mean, I knew it was like, yeah, shit just got real, so now things are getting much, much more difficult. Well, New York City, pretty interesting. Now, Venice, California, and you know what What I fa- what I found so funny so funny about this level, okay, Is the five, collect the five spray cans, Ollie the Magic Bum five times, (laughs) that actually, I I swear, when I was playing the remastered version, I had forgotten, I completely forgot about that, because I remember as a kid, I found it so funny, like, like, one time, I actually called my mom upstairs, you know, because I was playing this game, this thing with a bum, and it was so funny, I showed her, and even she, you know, bursted out laughing so hard, because it was just so funny, you, you skate, you jump over a bum, and he says, get lost, kid, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny, but, you know, tail slammed the Venice ledge, you know, I couldn't understand that, or, you know, hit the four VB transfers, you know, it took me a while, and, you know, I, and I remember asking my friend, who was, you know, a really pro of this game, like, how do I do it, like, you know, what what can I do to help so I don't have to bother you, and he said, well, just go, you can go on the internet, because I didn't, as a kid, I, I really did not know that the internet could provide you, you know, assists in gaming, you know, or information, you know, I just never really thought of it like that, but, but I did, and it finally got, got me through. But now I want to get to the very special level of this game. Nope, not the chopper drop in Hawaii, or the outer space, okay, those were the bonus levels, Now, as fun as they were, I don't find them to be the most interesting of this game. I am talking about the bowl ring in Mexico. The way I remember it is, that's the level with the loop. If you remember correctly, that's the first thing you remember about that level. The loop. Now unfortunately, and this is actually something I remember also off the top of my head, is the quotes from that level. Okay? Now keep on. you're in a bullring, ring, okay? And, and on the on the N64 version, I swear you, you can always hear Faya con Dios amigo or Toro Toro Toro. Because there was actually a Toro running around in that outer in that outside circle. <laughs> you know, the fact, you know, and, and I always enjoyed listening to those sounds, you know, listening to Vaya con Dios, amigo. I was very disappointed that they didn't put it, they didn't put that in, in, the, in the remastered version. I mean, that's something I would actually feel like to ask uh, the creators, you know, why wasn't it, why wasn't it in there? You know, I, I'm sure there re- there's a reason, you know, or maybe maybe this is an option that I might have turned off or not turned on. I don't know. I just know that unfortunately, replaying the remastered version, they were not there. Sad too because I feel like the sounds from that level, those quotes and whatnot, they they were just so interesting. I mean, keep in mind you're in Mexico, so of course they're gonna say "vaya con Dios, amigo." <laughs> okay, yep, just like I thought. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bullhorn brawl. Yeah, okay, the, oh, okay. How can I forget, how how can I forget this? Go. There was also. Andale! Andale! And then you hear Arriba. Man. God. I swear, those quotes from that film... God, you know, they're playing in my head right now. I just feel so freaking nostalgic. But now we move on to... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Unfortunately, this is the one... This is the one game out of the four that I spent the least time playing. But... I remember those... the. Level in Canada, in uh, Rio de Janeiro, in Germany, there's the airport in Hawaii, in Los Angeles. Wow. But, you know, and I felt, (laughs) and and, you know, uh, a friend of mine, you know, when I was in fourth grade, when I was going to Valley Ranch Elementary in uh, Irving, uh, Texas, a good friend of mine, Fatty Hurtabies, you know, really uh, close family friends of ours, you know, good friends with, the, with his older brother, Rami, and his younger brother, Corey. Their family is, you know, really close to ours, you know, still in contact today, which makes me so proud, you know, and, you know, and when, when that game came out, and, you know, he invited me over to play the game, I actually asked him, you know, so how do you feel about, you know, having a level in Canada, and, and he was as proud and as honored as I was, like, just like the same way, like, in Tony Ox Pro Skater 2, there was the level in Marseille, France. So I basically high-fived them and said, finally, France and Canada getting recognized, baby. (laughs) Uh, Good times. But what's so cool, you know, what I really found interesting is there was that the horn, you know, nose grinding around the horn. (coughs) Excuse me. There was that goal called, you know, bury that bully and press the skaters. God, you know, as I'm reading this, you see, I took notes of these, you know, as I'm reading these notes, I'm just, I'm just really getting all this nostalgia going through my head, I'm just like, wow, because, you know, I swear, I do not, I do not exaggerate when I say that gaming today is not as fun as it was back in the day, especially with these kinds of games right here, (sighs) but now I'm looking, okay, that level, oh, that level in Tokyo, man, See now, see, now I'm just hoping, like, I'm asking myself, do they plan on getting a remastered version for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4? I mean, we can could, we could always hope. But, however, you know, for those of you who actually don't know, and I really don't mean to spoil this, but the tricks that were actually introduced in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4, they are available in the remastered version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I thought y'all should know. Don't mean to ruin anything. Just letting y'all know, I hope this builds the excitement for those of you who haven't played. And for those of you who haven't played the remastered version, and you were a huge fan of the series as a a child, you have to play it. You will be so hooked that you will not mind staying up all night to playing the games. (laughs) You can trust me on that. Unfortunately, in my case, the only thing I missed out on the remastered version is that I, I could never play multiplayer because I could never find somebody online that was worthy of accepting my challenge to a trick attack contest. Huh, they knew, they knew they couldn't beat me. They knew I'd whip their butt just like that. They knew that I would make them look like a jobber. Huh. Oh, well, it is what it is, so I'm not really going to go to that. But, you know, the Tokyo level, if I remember correctly, I, <laughs> excuse me, deeply apologize. I'm still uh, recovering from COVID. The dry cough is still a, a huge problem, as as you can see, and, and I deeply, deeply apologize I don't remember so much about this Tokyo level. It was obviously the final competition of the game, but I just know that there weren't goals in that game. I I guess I guess it was just simply a bonus level for you to go have fun. Like it it shares the face on what I I wrote. It shares the trade to the Roswell, New Mexico level, which wasn't the first game. So I guess they they just threw it in there, just you know, just to add to it. So, but you know, I'm grateful for it and I enjoyed it. Now the airport in Honolulu. Oh, <clears throat> of course the goal is visit ten cu- visit ten countries, get the tickets to your skate buddy. Stop the pickpockets. <clears throat> air walk over an escalator. Oh my god! You know, and I, and I really don't remember this game so much because I actually never beat it. I don't know why, really. I mean, I I think during that time. I was going through a little phase where I was starting to get bored of the series, or maybe I had no interest in it. I don't know, but, but really that that didn't seem to be the case because when, when I got the fourth game, I mean I enjoyed that one, you know, more than anyone. But but what I remember so much, like in Tony Hawk's Pro Three, I, I had more time playing it as multiplayer than I have uh, playing actually the career mode because in multiplayer there was an unlockable you can unlock Darth Maul, Wolverine, Kelly Slater. You know, all, all these guys, you know, multiplayer. And and I, and I thought that was actually... I always thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Imagine, you know, playing as Darth Maul. And, and I, and I could have sworn... I thought Boba Fett had been in this game. But I guess he was a... A different one, but... Boba Fett or something else. But I know that... I remember Darth Maul and Wolverine being in it. And, and, and that was just, you know, the coolest... The coolest thing. But... As I'm wrapping up, you know, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3... Now look at oh Los Angeles, California. Oh God! Start the earthquake. (laughs) Oh, block the car chase. I swear. Excuse me. These are these are little Easter eggs. Start an earthquake. Of course, you're in California. Earthquakes are common. Block the car chase. You're in Los Angeles. What do you expect, right? Oh man. I mean, the creators of, of this video game series—you could just tell—they went through a tremendous, lengthy. They, they went through great lengths to actually make the best out of this video game series, and, and I really gotta praise them. I, I really gotta thank them so much because they really made a huge part of my childhood. So, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, though, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three is definitely the game out of the four that I spent the least time playing. But now we finally get to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. You know, I'm just going to come out right out of the blue and say my favorite level on that game. Well, let me explain it to you like this. My last name is Alcazaz. And there's a level on on that game at Alcatraz Island in San Francisco. (laughs) Okay, now obviously my favorite level being Alcatraz, it's not because of my last name. No. The truth is, I kid you not... I actually have a huge interest, and I'm actually kind of obsessed with Alcatraz. I mean, I've read a lot about the history. You know, I desire to visit the island again, although I did back in 2006 at the age of 13. You know, Alcatraz is just one of the coolest places in the world to visit. I mean, you are on an island, ladies and gentlemen, in San Francisco Bay, and you are in a prison where where the most dangerous criminals were locked up. I mean, that's got to give you some sort of cool feeling. Like, here you are, where the most dangerous men were locked up, and there was no way out. No escape, although three guys tried it, and even to this day, it's unknown if they made it or not. If you want to know my opinion, I actually believe that they did make it. Although, I, w- I would not rule out the possibility that they didn't, but that's a theory for another time. I'm just here to talk about video games. Now, in this game, well, the college level, I, f- I thought, was pretty interesting, you know those that those that photographer in that game. Those are every level. Those that photographer and he would have you do a series of tricks. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. You know the the college level. The, the, one of the characters is also a professor. I remember when you go to the professor, like his car is being stolen. Like I remember when he would come up to me, he would shout, "Goodness gracious, my car! They're stealing my baby!" <laughs> oh boy, I just remember it so bad. Okay, and obviously it, it is based off the, the University of California at Berkeley. I've never been to that campus, but you know, I figure you know it, it's got it's got to be modeled after some sort of uh, you know campus. But I mean, it, and what I remember is like you know this game actually had more goals in, the, in each level than, than all the other ones combined, or, unless there's something I, I'm missing. But you know, I remember sketch the professor's card that that's where you know he it's getting stolen, grind down Officer Tom's banners, <laughs> stop all the pink elephants. Middle of the high combo competition. Oh, yeah, I remember these competitions at one time. Yeah. Clock five jocks in one combo. <laughs> oh, boy. Nail the tricks they yell out. Okay. I want to spin. Okay. I and then get back at the frat five frat boys. Warn the other skaters. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you know, collect combo, collect skate. Just the, us- just, just the usual objectives you see in every level then we get to beautiful San Francisco. Wow. You know, believe it or not, I was actually surprised, you know, that they put San Francisco in in this game. Well, at first I was surprised. But then, you know, when Alcatraz was in, I was like, well, you know what? If you put Alcatraz Island, you might as well put San Francisco. Although I did ask myself, it's interesting, they put San Francisco Again, when San Francisco was actually in the first in the first game. And this one's actually pretty, uh... This one's pretty interesting. It, it's kind of similar to the first one, but... According to a trivia... Wow. If you look through a specific pair of binoculars in this level, you can see two prisoners running aimlessly around a prison cell in Alcatraz. Huh. That must be one of the Easter eggs. I'm going to have to go on YouTube and check that out. Obviously... Okay, well, obviously... Huh. Based off a real city. When I was singing the notes, yeah, I was saying it's based off of of a real city, man. But I I don't remember the tricks from this one really, you know. But I just remember that, you know, you know, you see the pier seven, pier thirty nine, Fisherman's Wharf, you know. It's really, really quite interesting. But, but now I really want to get to my favorite level. Alcatraz Island. <laughs> First thing I remember is dump the tourist into the water. <laughs> Forget that. Or you find that that prisoner you help him escape. What else was there? <laughs> yeah, you know, this that photog- you find that photographer as well. You you you, you do the Alcatraz tour, you, you sketch on the on this dude's uh, tram and he just kind of takes you around and And then you have to collect all these keys, and it opens up the cell house, and then you go inside the cell house, there's these ghost prisoners that yell out tricks, you do them, and And the final objective of the game, they named it so properly, it's called Escape from Alcatraz, and that's when you officially help that prisoner escape. But, here's also an easter egg that's actually so interesting. Now when you know Alcatraz as good as I do, you know there's the uh the recreation yard behind the cell house and during Alcatraz time as a prison, a lot of inmates actually played baseball because it, it was one of the best, you know, times, you know, best activities to do on the island, aside from playing cards, playing chess, or you know, or, or probably you know fearing for your life because you're, you're in the most dangerous prison of all time. But there's an easter egg like if you get to the corridor, there's a there's a ghostly prisoner and then you could actually play baseball with him, you know. Obviously, you use your skateboard as the bat, and and I thought that was pretty cool. But I'm gonna kind of say everything in a nutshell. Like these levels, all the games, really presented you know unique challenges and really kept the game more fun. Okay, okay, just to confirm. Okay, Django Fett was actually in Tony Hawk's Skater Four. Okay, and obviously Darth Maul wasn't was in the third. Okay. So I actually wanted to corrupt that I actually I had to look that up cuz I could have sworn that Jingle Fett had also been a Tony Ox Pro Skater 3 but uh like I said it had been too long so I could not remember off the top of my freaking head. You know, I'm going to be honest, I do actually regret not going deep into Tony Ox Underground because I never I mean, I never got deep when it to playing them, so and, and you know, if by any chance if they remaster those two I'm definitely going to take a look at them. I'm definitely gonna have to buy them. Uh, as far as uh, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, yeah, never played it. I mean, I see I've seen gameplay on YouTube, but I've never actually played it. But, but from the whole thing with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you know, aside from the influence that it really got me interested in, into skateboarding, it really also introduced me to actually to a unique competition as far as sports go. Like during that time, I was already already playing Madden on the N sixty four. I had played a FIFA ninety eight World Cup on the N sixty four. There was also All-Star Baseball 2000, as well as Ken Griffey Jr., um, whatever baseball game it was called. I just remember that Ken Griffey Jr. was like the the big uh, description of the game. But but Tony OX Pro Skater really introduced me to something new because I was already into sports, but I had never really had an interest in skateboarding, and I really never really figured they would transition skateboarding to video games, but they did, and really, after, you know... After you know going to Blockbuster doing my usual game rental thingy, I'm pretty sure you know if I tell you the, I'm gonna tell you the story like you know my dad probably thought I, I was gonna get the same games as always you know first like shooting games or, or wrestling games but then but then I then I saw Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and then it was available because usually it had been unavailable because it was it was even popular like probably like two years after it came out it was still increasingly popular but then I saw it was available and I said this and then. Of course, my dad takes a look at the cover and says, okay, this is cool. So, brought it home, and I remember the the cartridge of the game was blue, and I thought that was pretty cool. Played the game, you know, introduced my little brother to it, you know. I mean, it was fun playing career mode, but I'm going to be honest, as much as I love career mode, I mean, multiplayer was just even more fun. I mean, you can really compete with your friends, with your family, and you have the most points. If you win the most, At the end of the day, you have the bragging rights. Ugh. Now, before I wrap up, I really want to tell y'all about my experience playing Tony Hawk's Skater 1 and 2 Remastered. And again, I I apologize for my constant coughing and, you know, I'm actually having a little bit of things with a hiccup. You know, I'm still recovering, so, you know, I still have a dry cough. So, you know, I I really got to get myself checked out, and I probably will, but... When I learned in May that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 would come back in a remastered version, the excitement in me just really made me a kid again. And when I talked to my friends about it, you know, my friend asked me if I was worried that the that the experience would not be the same, and I said, "Well, no, I'm not worried at all. Obviously, we're not going to have the it won't be, it'll be better graphics this time, you know, high definition, and what's interesting, actually, is the skaters in the game. Their appearance is actually to what they actually look like today. Like they, like Tony Hawk, you know, being you know 52 years old, you know, they made him look like the way he was. Um, Steve Caballero as well, you know, how he looks today, you know, with the uh, that little round cap, whatever those caps are called. And I mean, they re- they really made the skaters. You know, they they really gave them based off their realistic appearance today. And I, and I think that's pretty cool. But as far as a different experience, me being worried about, it, I said no because that's. It's going to give me something new, but at the end of the day, it's going to be just like old times. I mean, the levels with the new graphics, I mean, they, they made a couple of changes. But, but really, at the end of the day, the experience was really the same because it was nostalgic. It was just like old times. I don't recall if they added a couple of new goals or made things a little bit different or more difficult because really, I had as much fun playing the remastered version as I did playing the originals as a kid. I mean, what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that at the end of the day... I was just blessed and excited that a very important game from my childhood had finally come back because I don't have an N64 anymore. The N64 that I had and all the games I had, believe it or not, I actually sold them and actually got overpaid. But you know what? That guy made the offer. I was not going to turn it down because I had to take care of some stuff. But, you know, but playing such a, such a unique game that really changed my life because you know it made me tr- want to try something new as far as activities go you know it, w- it, w- it was amazing really it was really amazing because I had never envisioned myself skateboarding although I was thinking you know what this is a skateboarding video game let's give it a shot why not but I kid you not you know five minutes in I was hooked I've loved the game ever since and I'm probably gonna love the series for the rest of my life Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all so very much for joining me this evening. Once again, I deeply and sincerely apologize for my coughing and my voice kind of cutting up. Uh, as uh, Just one more time, I am still in the recovery process from COVID. I had COVID back in early December. I did the two-week quarantine, but I, I quarantined for an extra week just in case. I'm having these, you know, dry coughing, you know, these post-coughing things. Apparently, I'm told that it's common, but... I'm trying my heart to stop it because it's really annoying the hell out of me and it's kind of affecting my speaking skills. So, But I apologize and I really appreciate everybody who's been supporting out, me out there. And I'd like to let y'all know, look, if there's any video games you want me to talk about, game system and whatnot, just let me know. I will be more than happy to oblige. Keep in mind, this show is not just about me. It's about you as well. Thank y'all very much. Y'all have a good night and I will see you next time